Hello, I'm Keith Fox, and I'm here at theheart.org at the European Society of Cardiology with Dr. Harvey White. And we're discussing whether life is getting more complicated or more straightforward with regard to antiplatelet therapy. I think it's uh, getting more complicated, but at this meeting, we might have made the, uh, an advance where we can simplify things. Okay, now, now, now let's elaborate. Uh, one of the things that uh, clinicians have been worried about is the FDA's made a recommendation that we should consider genetic testing in people that we start on dual antiplatelet therapy when the other agent is clopidogrel. Yes, that's been very challenging and, and, and in some groups, for example in New Zealand, 40% of Maori uh, may have the CYP2C19 allele, which mm. is a loss of function allele, clopidogrel doesn't work. Mm. And it's 30-40% uh, in Asians as well. So it, uh, the FDA has really thrown up a challenge uh, to clinical practice, and it's unrealistic actually. Mm. And, and so um, maybe we can try and understand when this allele is so prevalent, and even in European populations it's about a third, um, why the frequency of stent thrombosis is then so low? <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> it depends on the polymer, the thickness of the strut, and, 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 and adherence and so forth. But um, Prasagril uh, reduced uh, stent thrombosis 50% mm -hmm. and it was uh, partly due to the clopidogrel resistance shown in, in the MEGA uh, paper and other events were also uh, reduced in patients who were not positive for the allele. So I think there's a strong database from, from the Triton study that mm -hmm. this is important uh, for effectiveness. But no data, despite the higher incidence of bleeding, compared to stent thrombosis to show that it relates to bleeding. Okay, so that was from Triton. Uh, there also the study with Ticagrelor, and uh, do, do you want to chat about that? Yeah, so the, the uh, data here that Ticagrelor uh, does not have issues with the CYP2C19 uh, metabol metabolism pathway. It's not to say that there may be other loss of function uh, pathways, but you know, Ticagrelor is a, an amazing drug. We, we think it's independent of P2Y12 inhibition and it may be relate to adenosine, and that's the mortality reduction. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, taking its face value, give Ticagrelor, don't measure anything, don't care about the FDA black box warning, because we're not going to use uh, clopidogrel as is one approach and, and one comment I've heard here. Okay, but there's also the OASIS 7 current study that says if you double up on early clopidogrel dosing, you know, uh, 600 loading and then 150 for the first period and then cutting down, you also reduce stent thrombosis. Yeah, so that's challenging, isn't it? So primary angioplasty, what's going to be the mm. drug of, of choice? The current data is very impressive. Mm -hmm. Seven days of a high dose. Maybe you overcome uh, some of the resistance. Mm -hmm. uh, Prasagril, there's some data, and of course they're not uh, direct comparisons. And uh, Ticagrelor, there's some data. But there's an interesting issue with Ticagrelor, and that is that it doesn't have an effect on events in the first 30 days. The data that have been presented have all been the long-term data. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the other issue about Ticagrelor is that it does increase bleeding and increases uh, non-cabbage uh, tummy mm -hmm. bleeding. On the other side is the reduced mortality. So it may be that using the current approach for a month and then switching to Ticagrelor 
an unusual concept, I admit, mm -hmm. uh, get the mortality uh, benefit uh, later because there was no effect in the first 30 days. Because people have also suggested that for Prazagrel, followed by clopidogrel. Yes, so Prazagrel is terrific in uh, diabetics, uh, primary angioplasty. But it also has increased bleeding. But not in the first 30 days. So uh, <laughs> you could use either Prazagrel or uh, clopidogrel current uh, double dosing for the first 30 days, switch to ticagrelor and go out. Uh, Especially if you're in one of the high-risk groups. Exactly. But, but you know, the, the next challenge coming along is that what all of the studies that we've been talking about are against an active comparator. Uh, now we have published data with a, a New England paper that's out and data presented at this meeting uh, from the CURE and the active studies that have looked against placebo. So these are the only placebo-controlled comparisons. And what they've looked at is, and I confess I'm one of the authors, is the three loss of function alleles and the gain of function allele. And what's really striking is we anticipated that there would be a difference. And actually, there was no difference in the treatment effect um, related to the randomized study drug clopidogrel. When you looked at the loss of function allele, in fact, in the gain of function allele, there was a little bit of augmentation but no evidence of an impact on bleeding. So how do you explain that? It's, it's, a, it's a marker that is well, traveling? Well, yeah, I mean, it may be a bystander, either that, that there is another endogenous mechanism that's going through the same uh, metabolic pathway that may influence repair or another endogenous mechanism, or it's close to something that does. So I think this gives us some real, really intriguing insights that Yes, this is important, and yes, it influences risk, but it may influence risk even if somebody's not anywhere near a thenopyridine. So, don't need to do the genetic testing. What about platelet function testing? Well, um, I'm not convinced that that's a route that we were going to go down. You know, if we've got a, a simpler therapy like ticagrelor, do we really need to do platelet function testing? I think not. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking of my own practice that if somebody comes in with a stent thrombosis, I want to know if the drug they're on is working. Yeah. But to date, that of course just applies to uh, clopidogrel. Yeah, and, and we've got the complication of knowing um, is there a problem with the drug? Is there a problem with um, uh, malaposition of the stent or the original implantation of the stent? Um, and is there an issue of non-adherence to, uh, to treatment? Of course, the other issue is how long to give the antiplatelet therapy for and what data do we have after a year, and it's, it's very little. Triton, of course, went for 15 months, but there's a, a big area there where we need further trials. We, we're doing a trial called Eclipse, hmm. uh, which is another with another P2Y12 inhibitor, uh, as, as you know, uh, Alinegrel, which has the very interesting uh, property that it's re competitively reversible comes off the uh, platelet and particularly comes off uh, when there's bleeding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that has a theoretical possibility that bleeding could be decreased and we're going to test two doses, of a capitogrel-like dose and then a higher dose and test this therapy going from six months beyond that. Yeah, and, and as you said, there's some preliminary data from early phase two studies at this meeting that looks very encouraging. Yes, so uh, it's, it's the green light to go ahead to the next stage. So. More complicated, more simple, I'm not sure, Keith. Well, but, but Harvey, isn't it simpler? Because you and I have agreed that in the light of 
alternative agents, we probably don't need to do genetic testing and we probably don't need to do a platelet function testing except where we've got the unusual circumstance of somebody with a, with a stent thrombosis. I agree. Right. So Harvey and I are agreeing that there's really no evidence that we should be doing genetic testing. Um, not no evidence, but maybe in the light of the better effective agents with Ticagrelor, uh, with, with, uh, with Prazogrel, and perhaps with others coming along. Um, and also the evidence from the randomized trials against placebo that maybe the impact was not as much as people had feared. Unless you're in a poor income country and using clopidogrel. Okay, right. Well, I think these are very important messages for people to take home from here at the ESC and theheart.org. Thank you very much.